Hello, everyone. I'm James Eek, and this is Warrior's Way podcast, episode number 69. To be a well-rounded fighter, you must possess the ability to strike and grapple. Using punching to complement your grappling and ground fighting skills is very important. In fact, it's necessary to have a background of striking if you wish to excel in MMA fighting events. For instance, if you're a grappler and you want to be able to close the distance between yourself and your opponent, you must understand how to strike. A good sense of timing is especially important for you to develop. You must be able to judge the potential danger of the movements of your opponent. Knowing the right time to block a technique and avoid taking punishment from your opponent's blows is also a product of good timing. If you are competing in a wrestling match, you might not need to have this type of understanding of timing, especially while you or your opponent are on your feet. But to succeed in MMA competition, you absolutely must have mastered this element of fighting. That will enable you to shoot in for a takedown and totally avoid the punishment your striking opponent will try to inflict as he struggles to avoid being taken to the ground. When a fight goes to the ground, I find that being on the bottom and holding my opponent in my guard is very advantageous for many reasons, including the striking possibilities it presents. There are many things I can do on the ground, and I can formulate a strategy there. Striking can mean much more than just punching with my fist. Punching constitutes only about 15-20% to of the possibilities. The rest are knee strikes, headbutts, and elbow strikes. All All these techniques are important to know because you must consider the damage that can be done to your knuckles when you execute too many strikes with your fists. When it comes to MMA fighting, I would much rather look for an opening for an effective grappling move than focus on just hurting my opponent with some type of strike. I always look for the possibility of employing a submission technique, and I always try to defeat my opponent in the most humane way possible without any unnecessary violence. I don't think martial artists must focus on violence when they compete, and one way to avoid that is to choose a submission technique over a striking technique. In any encounter, it is good to be as gentle as possible. So, this is from a 2015 article in Black Belt Magazine by jiu-jitsu legend Hickson Gracie. And I kind of like it. I think there's a lot of really important stuff here, and not just for MMA but for life as a well-rounded martial artist. If you're a constant listener to this podcast, you'll probably know that I've been at this martial art thing for coming close to 40 years now. I started with judo when I was a kid, but I kept an open mind and tried a whole lot of things over the years. At my school, the Eek Academy of Martial Arts in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, I teach a number of arts, and when a new person comes in and asks me what they think they, that they should train in, that opens a big can of worms. <laughs> the reality is that what you need as a martial artist, or simply for self-defense, is an understanding and a competence in a few areas, not just one. 
unless you're a psychic. You simply aren't going to know when or how or if you will ever have to defend yourself. You might be awesome at throws in that art you study, but if you're fighting a boxer in a cramped space, is that going to help you? And you might have the most fantastic kicks, but what are you going to do when someone comes at you by surprise with a knife? And what martial art are you going to use in an elevator or on a stairwell? or on ice, or in the pitch dark. What we think we need is rarely what we really need. I'll say that again. What we think we need is rarely what we really need. Too many people follow the trends without really thinking things out on their own. So what do you really need? Well... You need a martial art that will be there for you when everything else has gone wrong. I'm not going to tell you what exact style to train in. Truth is, the value of any system is more in the individual and the way that their teacher teaches than in the art itself. If it's full of delusion and hype, it probably isn't worth its own weight. So... You need a grappling system that teaches you to not deal with aggression with aggression, but one that teaches you to relax, to breathe, to understand there's always a way out, and to allow your opponent to make the mistakes that will bring on their own doom. You also need a striking system that's going to show you how to throw punches and kicks and elbows and knees, as well as how to deal with all those same things coming at you. You need to understand takedowns and how they work, how they happen, and how to fall. You need to get a handle on weapons and the reality that a confrontation with a weapon changes everything. And what you can do to protect yourself and level the playing field. So what does this all mean? Does it mean that if you do judo, you need to quit and take up boxing? Or if you're doing karate, that you need to stop and start doing kali? If you do jiu-jitsu, should you push pause and start Wing Chun? <laughs> no, you don't need to do that. Well, maybe you do, but no, you don't. What it means, though, is branching out. You need to find a school that allows and encourages you to see all martial arts as one. As one thing with different viewpoints all of which are good and will make you better for having had the open mind and the courage to train in them all. I myself absolutely love jiu-jitsu, but I also love the weapon work of the Filipino martial arts. I like kickboxing, but see the value and the mind-boggling insights that make Jeet Kune Do such a value. I love my old-school judo, but can't get enough of the unorthodox street-effective takedowns of C-Lot. And I don't just take my martial arts insights from my various martial arts teachers alone. I study Zen, fitness, mobility, philosophy, psychology. I add insights I've picked up as a combat arms army officer in the training I've done for battle into the whole mix too. The intent of martial arts is not to prepare you for the mats. That's the mistake that a lot of people make. They're intended to prepare you for life. 
At the end of the day, you need to ask yourself if your training is doing that. If you are the best you that you can be. And if you're headed towards being even better. If the answer is no, make changes. If you don't know, take some good and hard looks at what you can and should be doing better. And if your answer is yes, well, still have an open mind and seek out new ways of doing things. Ways to get better. Developing a you for the future that is beyond what you could ever expect today. So there you go. Wise words from Master Hickson. And a couple maybe of value from me. So now get at it. Get going. But first, the question of the week. All right. So it says, I started jujitsu and all I want to do is roll. My teacher wants to spend so much time giving us new stuff and working on basics, but I want to roll. I don't know what to do. I just want to roll. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a question or a statement, but anyhow, um, well, relax. Of course you want to roll because jiu-jitsu is awesome and rolling is great. But understand something, you need to know thousands of things to wade through it all and know what is really yours. Rolling is great, and you want to make sure you're getting it and getting enough of it, and you don't want to make your entire training based just on rolling, though. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's important. But what's more important, to be honest, is how you take all of what you're learning on the mats and make it transfer into your every moment life. Your instructor might want you to learn some things that are pretty important. And he or she probably has been doing all of this a lot longer than you. So give them the respect they deserve. Listen. It's common when you start jiu-jitsu to want to roll all the time. Especially for young guys. But what jiu-jitsu teaches us is that we need to have balance. Too much of any one thing causes imbalance. And that goes for rolling too. Just roll and you can end up feeding too much into that ego. And you can end up putting your body in a place that can lead to injury. So, get as much rolling as you can, but learn to relax. Maybe what your teacher is doing, actually, is trying to teach you to let go and to teach you to relax and enjoy the process and trust. To chill. Let's face it, jiu-jitsu is a long road and you are hopefully going to walk it for many years and hopefully many decades. And believe me, you're going to spend a lot of that time rolling. So just go with it. Relax. That's probably the best lesson you can learn in all your jujitsu. So maybe your teacher is teaching you after all. So there you go. That is the podcast for today. So if you are enjoying this awesome thing that we do, give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it. And if you get a minute or two, if you could, 
if you're on that Apple podcast machine, leave it a review. So say, hey, this thing is pretty awesome, or whatever it is that you want to say about it. Um, Hopefully something nice. Um, (laughs) uh, Because that would make my day. And hey, man, you're getting this for free, so why not make my day? (laughs) Um, The other thing you can do is uh, support us on Patreon. We have set that up over the past few weeks. Um, it is up there. You just have to search for it. Uh, what I'm going to be doing is throwing on videos of me teaching various different things from my martial arts school or just from life. Um, that will be going up there bit by bit. Uh, you can also track us down on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, the Facebook is, we have an actual page for Warriors Way podcast. Uh, Instagram, you have to look for us through the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. And while you're at it, why not look for the Eek Academy of Martial Arts on Facebook too? Wow, that'd be great. <laughs> and if you are liking this thing, drop me a line, let me know. I love hearing from you. Just was talking to somebody earlier today who is looking for a school in Portland, Oregon. And uh, it's a great place to be not too far from Victoria. Um, yeah, so if you are listening, you like it, let me know. And if you don't like it, well, just keep that to yourself. <laughs> uh, anyhow, that's all I've got for you today. Um, get out there and train and support your school, support the process, support your teacher Make sure that your school is doing well. Drag out all those friends and complete strangers and enemies and frenemies and make your school strong. Because you know what? I bet you your teacher is working his or her butt off so that you have that great place that you love going that is making you do things like go, hey, I should listen to martial arts podcasts as well because that would be even better. Um, because you know what, this is martial arts thing. It's better when there are lots of people with you along the way, um, good friends and people that challenge you, those that give you, uh, you know, the occasional hard time that make you better. It's all good. So that is my positive thought for the day. And I know you might be thinking, well, I already paid my dues, man. Well, you know what? That just pays for the hydro and the rent. How about you actually help the school out and help the other students? And you never know. It might actually help you too. And with that said, hope you get on the mats tonight. Train hard. Have fun. Make this world a better place. I know that's a tough one, but do it. You know what? It just takes one little thing and little things kind of grow. You know what I'm saying? So help the world around you, help the people and the things around you. Show them what this martial arts thing is actually about. Make that your training every day. Talk to you next time.